0: What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And my voice might sound a little harsh. You know, it's from a, a week of of NFT 365. You know, of NFT uh, NYC. You know, talking, interacting. Got to, I've spoken on you know four stages in the last two weeks. I also happened to catch what now is being referred to as the poap of NFT NYC. Uh, and I say that, you know, jokingly, but taking it seriously, uh, COVID. And uh, I'm recording this you know episode on, on kind of day one of the first time that I've got COVID. Uh, and so, you know, the, the show must continue. And uh, this is definitely a little bit more tiresome and, and some things that I didn't expect, but um, we're still going to push forward. And, you know, it was interesting, you know, I've been thinking a lot, you know, most of you know, that We've you know signed on as a media partner for the, the crypto business Conference happening this fall. You know I've been uh, very lucky and blessed enough to be involved in lots of great uh, Web3 NFT events uh, over the last uh, many weeks uh, and months uh, here. And you know one of the things that you know coming out of NFT NYC, you know I've been to, I talked to a lot of people like, kind of the last 24 hours of the event. Uh, and then also just kind of talking, you know, through my circles, different circles of people about like what makes a good Web3 event, right? And I think the sad thing about the NFT NYC um, was that, you know, the, you know, the venues were very spread out, right? There was four locations at four different corners of Times Square. You were five blocks apart from each other. And I didn't really see a picture of a session that the audience looked full and you know that's tough to see as a as a speaker, right? My full time job being a keynote speaker, you know that's tough for many reasons, right? I feel you know as a speaker, you know we often we build a lot off of the energy of of a crowd and, and seeing an audience that's packed into a, a venue. And I understand, you know, when I was at the initial kind of kickoff of uh, of the NFT NYC, and I got to see, you know, the founding team came up there and talked about you know giving everyone a voice and how important it was for them to give more people a voice, right? The first year of the event, you know, I believe they said it was 780 uh, speakers with about 5,000 attendees. This past year was 15,000 attendees with 1,800 speakers or so, Uh, which, you know, hey, I mean, that's wild to to think about uh, that kind of growth. It wasn't even a year later, right? The the first event, last event was November, this event uh, being in June. But I've been thinking a lot about, like, what makes... Like, what are people looking for right now in Web3? But I actually think it's probably more than just Web3. It's like, what are we looking for when we're traveling for events after the, the pandemic in a world that, let's face it, right now is having lots of chaos and, you know, there's a lot of things going on in our lives and we're kind of reexamining different things in our lives. We're trying to figure out how all these things kind of come together and, you know, I found it interesting. One of the things that, you know, I've been, you know, kind of just looking at, you know, I've been asking a lot of people like, you know, what did you, what was your strategy for, you know, this event? And and if they went to Miami NFT week, I said, what was your, your strategy for, you know, Miami NFT week? And, you know, one of the things I find very interesting is that a lot of people are like, you know what, I just wanted to hang out and get to know more people in the communities I'm involved in. and. You know part of the the motivation of this podcast and I'm pretty sure that you know this is pretty clear, you know I've looked at this podcast as education more so than anything else, right, and that's why we you know we do talk about some trends, we do talk about some real time um information, but you know a lot of what we're focusing on is like, hey, if this is going on, what can we learn from it? But the sad truth of it is I don't think a lot of people are going to events right now to learn. And maybe I'm wrong, but I actually think that people are going to events these days to feel less alone, to feel more connected with those that are aligned with them, and then ultimately feel like they can increase their role that they are currently having in this new Web3 space. And that role can be increasing their role as a thought leader, increasing their role within their favorite project increasing their role as a as an investor or even increasing their role you know as a founder and it's really hard for me to kind of like look at this because just because an NFT project threw a great event, a great you know party, doesn't mean that NFT itself is going to be of long term value. And it kind of goes the other way as well, right? Just because a NFT project didn't throw an event or didn't put together a get together, it doesn't mean it's not going to be a good NFT project. But I do think, you know, when we look at NFT projects and, you know, I've hyped a lot on, you know, the amount of unique holders, right? Individual holders is a really big sign of an NFT project, right? And anywhere between, you know, I look at like 30% and 60% of the total NFTs and then having unique holders, I think it can be a really, you know, important metric. And maybe we even kind of drop that down closer to 25%. But with that, you know, like, and part of the reason for that is, is that you want to have like your core believers that are are all in. But you also want to recognize that you, we will have turnover. We will have new people. We will have people coming in. And I said this in a, a recent episode, but I think I wanted to kind of just dive this a little bit deeper into, like I'm really thinking hard about like, what do what do NFT project, Meetups mean versus kind of like a conference or an unconference, right? I don't even like the word unconference because it can be frustrating the way people put that into uh, context. But one of the things that I've been really thinking about is like, you know, is there is there a difference between our desire to, you know, we don't want to, we don't, because this is, I mean, when I was sitting on some of those panels or listening to some of the panels at the event, you know, I did get this feeling of like, well, I could just consume that via a Twitter space. And we are doing something um, o- over the next month or so that you'll have to stay tuned for that's going to kind of uh, kind of tap into that. I'm excited for what we're going to be doing uh, in the near future, and we'll kind of drop some more information of that very soon. But, you know, one of the things that I want to put out was, you know, when we as we look at just kind of like this whole space, as we look at, you know, let's just say, you know, the state of the market, the state of NFTs. I think actually what we have to kind of reverse engineer back onto is that, like, why are we a part of certain projects versus others, right? And why are certain projects ones that we wear as our profile photo versus other ones we just never wear as our profile photo? And then I think that also goes into, like, what are the projects that we believe in because of the utility they provide Versus what are the projects that we believe in because we believe the floor price will rise and our investment will increase. And I don't think those two are the same. And that's really where I wanted to kind of focus this little conversation on is that, you know, there's a difference between joining a project because they have great utility. That's going to provide you as the owner, as the holder, you know, value in some ways. Right. And like, I will tell you, like one of the things that I've felt recently was you know, there's a difference between a project releasing, you know, a second, a second set of NFTs or, you know, season two or, or like the, you know, the kids or the puppies or whatever the heck, you know, they call it versus one that's saying, you know, like we want to expand our community. Right. And I really think the, the hardest part, if you're an investor, if you're someone who's looking to collect, what you need to look at is how good is the project at a Providing existing holders value and B, marketing what existing holders are getting as value so that it can attract new holders. Well, the same goes to in person events. And, you know, VCon was such a different event than NFT NYC, but it should have been a different event, right? VCon was the bringing together technically of the VFriends holders. That were there, like I didn't meet many people that were at VCon that were not VFriends holders, either Series One or Series Two. Now that project is a little different because not only did it have a a 10K uh, project, but then there was the rollout of the 50,000 Series Two. So it has a much larger, like total um, audience to work out of versus just a project that has only 10,000 people, right? As a possibility, right? So where I where I started thinking was. You know, I start, I'm starting to look at collaborations amongst NFT projects, both online and at IRL events as the magic future. What I mean by that is we want to be able to, you know, like when we go to an event right now as an NFT, especially NFT events, when we go to NFT events, we not only want to, you know, get to know others, but we want to be able to connect with those that are, uh, you know, hold the same projects as us. But we also have to think about this idea of, like, how do we expose our existing community to other projects or people that we believe, like, align with us in our mission or in our vision or in our, you know, in what we have going on? And so I actually think one of the things we have to think about is, like, how do we we combine all three of these things? So I don't think it's about, like, a true just, like, unconference, right, where there's, you know, everything is there's no real agenda. But what I actually do think we can make happen is what if we looked at the, the IRL events as a way to bring together maybe three diverse audiences and have a couple hours of education, a couple hours of networking and a couple hours of, you know, of, you know, state of the project, right? Like I didn't see any, you know, events that were doing collaborations where they let all three founders of the project get up and talk about the project, not chill, but just kind of give like an update of where things are at, because I think that was like a, that's like a missing mark, right? And I will say, even with this podcast, you know, we get so many people that were like, Brian, I would love to have my my project, uh, you know, shill my project on your podcast. And for me, I, I would love for them to just to go listen to the podcast first before they make that ask, because I think they would. It's pretty apparent that there is no real shilling at all here on this podcast at all, and there other are, are other NFT. Um, podcasts that allow, do allow shilling and they kind of build on shilling, which is perfectly fine, but that's not partially what we're here for, um, with us. But one of the things that I've been thinking about was how can I evolve as a podcaster to also embrace some of the needs that I know our community has. And so one of the things you're going to see very soon is us roll out some more panels, um, for our, um, you know, for these episodes of the podcast. So rather than just bringing on one, you know, musician, I'll bring on four musicians and they can each kind of have their, their thoughts. They can share their opinion. But what I hope is that those that support one of those musicians will tune into that episode and maybe they'll they'll discover a second musician that they'll like. We're going to have an NFT, you know, one of the episodes coming up uh, for pride week on international pride day. And I, we're I'm excited because we're gonna have multiple leaders in the space that are gonna be on uh, on that that project day. And so, when I've been taking a step back and like another, like trying to wrap my head around, like what does this all mean for this space? Like what is because it's not cool. Like I don't like the idea that people, like it's almost like a sign of like oh I didn't even go pick up my badge for NFT NYC because. The side event, or the you know the, that party that I attended, was so good I didn't even have a need to go there. Well, you know, part of the reason that all those people are, are there, there are a lot of people that are there for the the education. For you know, there and I think this is that whole like, this is the confusing mark of this industry at the moment, right? There are people that attend an event because they want they don't know anything about NFTs, but they're like, hey, this is the perfect time for me to learn. There are other people. That are like, hey, I own a couple NFTs, but I I don't really know that much, so I want to get to know, I want to learn and kind of level up, you know. And there's also others that are like, hey, I've been in the space for a while, but I've been stuck like in my own silo or I've been only focused on my own project or whatever that may be, and so I would love to like get to know other projects and and learn more about you know what is going on. But with that being said, like I think part of this that is so concerned and it's concerning is not right the right word. But like I really think we have to like really take a new approach to what we are considering, and I this is the word we have to really lean in on value. Right? What is the value that we are going to provide? And you know, I think about it here on the podcast as well, right? Like I, I know, you know, right now we do about you know five solo episodes each week and two interviews each week. But I also know that like this space is evolving. And when I look at the analytics, like I want to know. What people like, what they don't like. What are the people that want to launch their own NFT project versus just want to buy more NFT projects, right? And, and that is even more so the case right now, because I would tell you, Rick, researching NFT projects during this current free market is really hard because there's a lot of confusion on like what is value and what is making the price and these projects move, and I, for one, like I struggle with that a little bit myself recently where what I would previously be looking for, for an NFT project to research and buy for our mint 365 is just no longer the case just because things have changed so much in, in the, just kind of the trends. But I also have to remember we're looking towards, you know, November when we you know sell the whole project as a collection of like what's going to be valuable then. And so where I think that I would love just to kind of challenge us all to think about is that, like, what are the what are the virtual events, what are the online experiences that we can create that not only shrinks the distance between us and our audience, but connects people with each other, right? And excuse me, I've said this for a while that uh, you know one of the things that I think when it comes to community. A great leader of a community understands that a lot of people join the community because of the leader's involvement or the mission or the culture. But most people stay and believe and amplify the community because of the other community members that they're able to connect with. And if you think about that for an event, an event, people might line up, but people are going to continue to show up and believe in it because of their ability to connect with others at that event. That make them feel special, that make them feel heard, that maybe even extend back online. Like this is one of the the things I I put a challenge on, you know, kind of for my team was like, you know, we brought, you know, five members of the team to NFT NYC. And and part of it is like now that we're all there at NFT NYC, what are the things that we can take from what we've learned, from who we met And bring them back online and better serve our podcast audience or create better YouTube videos or expand our TikTok audience um, as we're, you know, as we're looking to focus on growing this audience. Because, you know, a podcast, much like an event and much like an NFT project, has that same problem that many of us are looking at right now. How do we continue to serve our existing audience, but also market to attract a new audience and new listeners and new people to subscribe to the podcast. While at the same time, recognizing that we must always, you know, evolve, test new things out, try new things out. And so, you know, I'm really taking a hard look at like, what are, what are the ways that we could create dynamic experiences offline through the collaboration of multiple projects and multiple thought leaders like I think this is actually a great space where what if you brought in, you know, a musician, a, a keynote speaker and an artist and you put, you know, you gave them each a half hour within your event and your event itself was an event that was hosted by three NFT projects, right? Like just pick three NFT projects where people can kind of collaborate and get along. But the the other part of this is also the ability for us to bridge and connect those worlds. Right? And I I really look at it right now as Like, why does every NFT project have to start their own Discord? Why does every NFT project have to do their own Twitter spaces? Why can't we have projects and experiences and community hubs that facilitate collaboration, that bring those people together? Because there is something really cool. Like, Once you're in this space after a while, you will realize that most of the good NFT projects that you start to discover are from your existing NFT projects that you hold with people that you connect with. What I mean by that is, if you think about it, if you think about like the people that you're following on Twitter or maybe people that you're listening to in an alpha group or whatever it may be, how did you first discover them? More than likely, I'm going to guess, you were in the same NFT project as them. Or maybe you were on the same Twitter space as them. And you became friends and you're like, hey, wait a second, you are in this project? I want to join that project because you're in that project. And the flip of that is, there are a lot of projects that like i don't know much about and i'm not very dialed into and it's not anything against the projects but it's more the fact that like i don't know a lot of people in that project and those that are in that project and never been able to kind of collaborate or branch out um you know to to kind of reach you know my audience right like and you know, like i like two that come to mind right now is like artifact and cool cats right like i i respect the projects from afar But I don't know a lot of people in my circles that are holders of either one of them. And therefore, I'm not very aware of what's going on in that project. But that's probably doing a disservice to that project itself. Like, how could that project get on my radar? How could they get on my radar? What if they collaborated with other projects that brings them a new audience and a new view? Well, that's where I think all this magic comes from. So I'm looking at it and saying, what if we took VCon, Miami NFT week, and NFT NYC, and we took the best components of each of those, and turned that into an event, online and offline. And let's also face it: we have not done a great job of using online, you know, components, virtual event style, to provide a baseline of offline experiences, right? And and what I mean by that is, you know, what if what if you had to hold this NFT and attend this virtual event? to get access to this fireside chat. Well, now we know who's in the audience. Now we know that they put this type of time in. Maybe it changes the, the fact of what is valuable because you know, like one of the things that I I do do see is that a lot of people weren't going to NFT NYC to be educated on what people were saying on the stages, but they did want to connect with people that cared about the same things they did. So what if you went and sat in a session about, the business of NFTs and how businesses can get involved in NFTs. But after that session was over, it, it allowed you to connect with those that were just in that exact same session, right? Because that actually is the, that missing ingredient, right? We, we care about those that care about the same things as us. How can we get events to do the same? That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of NFT 365. As always, appreciate you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing out our podcast to your communities. And until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers.